Huh? What are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Sky's and Lemmy Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots, and we finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no silence. That's right! I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. In a world where boring sports talk has taken over the airwaves, four men have emerged from the smoke, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Foul. No, two fouls. Foul? I didn't touch anybody. People can't just go flying in the air like that. Please, my mom wouldn't cheat in my dreams. What? She's an angel. Heaven wants us to win this game. They're Reggie. Uncensored and off the chain. No Boundaries Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Eric Fugers. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. There's no crying in baseball. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Zach Kearney. You play ball like a girl. Would you relax? I'm in a zone. And Greg Wiley. Did you see that bad man last night? Uh, what I got to say, you really don't want to hear, because honesty ain't too high for your people's priority list, right? For raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. He said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries. You can do it! Good morning, sports world, and welcome to No Boundaries Sports Talk. I am your host, D-Money. Oh my God, D-Money for life. I think I'm sitting here doing my freaking stream. I'm your host, Derek Futures. And we are live here in STLR Media Studios on this beautiful Sunday morning, the weekend after Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. And man, I am still full. My belly is about as big as a pig's butthole. And that's pretty damn big because I tell you what, I haven't seen one before, but I'm just assuming. Hey. Hey. You're probably right. Hey. But anyway, we have a great show for you guys today. As always, go ahead and introduce my right-hand man, but technically he's my left-hand man because he's to my left right now. But Craig Wiley Jr. is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, everybody? I'm sitting here playing with a marijuana leaf earring. I think that was left by Cha-Cha. Probably was. She probably don't want to play with it no more because I just took a poop and I washed my hands and uh, messed up with the ear lube. So. Uh, a little alcoholic, get that off. Yeah, I'm just messing around. I, I always wash my hands after I take a poop. Anyway, shout out to Cha Cha's Cannabis Corner, by the way. Every Thursday or every Wednesday, 8 p.m. They, they got a new time. I was about to say you messed up time. I was, uh, stop playing. It, it, it used to be 9:30, but I believe it's 8, 8 o'clock now, 8:10. But like I said, man, we got a great show for you guys today. As always, we had Thanksgiving over this past Thursday. I got five days off. Tomorrow's my birthday. Happy Woo! birthday, Feliz Cumpleaños! What are you doing tomorrow? Let's go on the boat. I gotta be back by two thirty. I got a doctor's appointment. That's fine. I'm about here down. We'll go early. I'm about it if you about it. I'm about it. All right. That sounds my plan for my birthday. Oh. Phil Jagger. But anyway, we got a great show for you guys. Uh, got a lot of NBA talk about. Not a lot of NBA talk about. A couple of NBA couple topics. A lot of NCAA stuff. Uh, rivalry weekend, as people like to call it. Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, Florida. 
Bama, Auburn, you know, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, you know, the Paul Bunyan Ikes. I mean, it's just a lot, a lot of uh, rivalry goes down. Uh, Miami, uh, did they win? Did you guys win? No, they did not. Uh, anyway, but we'll definitely get into that. Obviously, we've got a lot of NFL stuff to get into. Cowboys, Jason Garrett, what is going on over there? Is there going to be coaching changes? Who knows? Terrell Pryor situation and everything that happened with him. And then a whole bunch of stuff that's going on today. Plus our NFL picks. Probably be about an hour show. So, uh, yeah, hold back, hold on to your seatbelts. And uh, well, you're, probably not, you're probably not physically wearing seatbelts because if you're in the car watching us, you're probably going to crash. They could, be, or they could be listening to us on the app. Truth. You're right. App. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. But, yeah, man, uh, first things first, go ahead and jump into the NBA topics. Uh, by the way, we are doing Booker basketball. Uh, go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, not too bad. So far, you know, we've seen one game. They lost their opening game of the season to Lakewood Ranch. By a couple points. By a couple points, but still, Lakewood Ranch is a, a team who's been to the Final Four uh, in the high school basketball in their district for the past two, two out of the three years. So this is a very, very good Lakewood Ranch team. Uh, nonetheless, that this Book of Tornadoes team, it was a challenge. It was definitely a challenge. It wasn't the best shooting night for some of the better players for the Tornadoes. But, you know, nonetheless, you know, we do have a great season ahead for this Book of Tornadoes team. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that, man. If you guys come out and check out Make a couple, take a couple look at these games as well. Girls, Lady Tornadoes, both teams are very stellar and, and have a lot of talent. So if you're if you're not doing anything and you see us on Facebook posting about it, man, make sure you come out, support these girls, support these boys as much as you can because it's just great coaching basketball. Market head coach Marcus Black for the boys team, head coach Shantia Grace, Hall of Famer head coach Shantia Grace, uh, USF Hall of Famer and Review Hall of Famer. At that, I talked to her not too long ago about her coming in here on one of these days. Awesome. She said whenever she she, ever, she said whenever, just hit her up. So obviously we get her whenever we can, probably sooner than later to be honest. Some with you. some, uh, some tough competition they've had actually with the girls team lately uh a couple tournaments and stuff like that yeah they played play some, some good teams some, Tampa Bay Tech Tampa Bay Tech's a team who's uh gone far into the playoffs they played Northport you know you got a girl in Northport who's the division one uh prospect over there at Northport lost a couple of games but it's not like they're getting blown away no not at all not at all you know so this is again a, a, a team who's got a few seniors a few senior uh a strong senior front court you know starting four but you know they definitely have a young team still behind those te- those those four those four girls right there. And same with the boys team. I mean, besides the four four or five seniors, I believe I think there's a lot a lot of younger a guys. lot of younger guys for this boys team. So a big future for the tornado teams. Uh, so yeah, man, make sure you guys take a look at that and get look forward to coming out and supporting these g- girls and guys as much as you can because you know. Especially the girls, man. You know, the girls went Final Four last year. Almost went to the Final Four last year. One game away from going to the Final Four. And, you know, you would love to see the support that they give just as much as the guys do. Because yeah. in all reality, I mean, they're a really good team and they're just well, definitely well-deserved. But speaking of basketball, going over to the NBA world, James Harden absolutely having a stellar, stellar night on against the Atlanta Hawks. And people are saying, yeah, well, he did play the Hawks. But, yeah, but still. James Harden dropping 60 points, 60 points in three quarters, three, not four quarters, three quarters, when a season high, 60 points in 31 minutes, and a win of 158 to 111 against the Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Hawks. James Harden was 16 from 24 from the field on 8 of 14 from three range and 20 from 23 from the free throw line in 31 minutes. Lowest uh, shooting efficiency night, lowest percentage shooting in his, NBA history for somebody to ever drop 60 points. 
And you know, you when you and we talk about James Harden, you can hit on the guy all you want. Oh, when he goes to line twenty, listen, that's part of his game. He's developed that. He's consistent with that every single time. Every single yeah, the refs might be calling some BS calls about him going to the line, but at the end of the day, that's his game, bro, and that's how he plays. Well, it's how he does it. He just has a very high basketball IQ, and when he goes to the lane, a lot of times, if you leave your arms up there, he's gonna just throw his arm up into yours, and technically. It's a foul. And it's smart. It's smart. He's it's smart. playing at a high basketball arc. You might not like it, but at the end of the day, it's a foul. That's what happens. Some, those are some of the things that I've been trying to coach into my kids. Like, hey, they got their arms up and their feet aren't set. Just just jump into them and throw the ball up. Yeah. You might get lucky and get an and one. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the day, like, that's what James Harden's game has developed into is him going to the free throw line. That's where he prospers at. If you can stop him from shooting the damn ball, uh, going to the free throw line and can limit those fouls as much as possible, James Harden's not going to drop 60 points on you every single night. Because in all reality, I mean, that's where he literally he shot the ball 24 times. He was 16 for 24. Uh, he was 8 for 13 for 3. Still had a pretty good shooting night from the three-point range. But still, at the end of the day, he probably wouldn't have had like 25, 30 points at that, well, and he end had, of that night. He has quite possibly, and I mean, he gets away with travel a lot, though. I give, oh, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I'll give him that. But he has the sickest, like, drive and the little that little step back yeah. kind of situation where he gets you going one way and just jumps back real quick, and he's so good at, like, firing off that shot. One thing about him is he doesn't look that athletic to me. Like, he looks like he's got, like, a little belly on him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he works out, but, like, he doesn't work out. Like, he works yeah. out, but then he goes home and he's eating McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's what I feel like James Harden does. I feel and, like, like he eats a 20-piece on the way to the game. Yeah, like, for sure, for sure, bro. Like, maybe <laughs> no not, diet like, Coke. Yeah, like, maybe not, like, healthy, healthy, but not, like, not like too bad, not yeah. too healthy. He's not counting no like, macros. Kind of yeah, exactly. He's not counting macros. Like, he looks like that, like that dude in the gym. Like, man, who this guy is? Like, Okay, watch out for this dude. Okay, <laughs> yeah. and this dude just drops and comes in the gym, just drops fifty on you. You know what I'm saying? Just like that's what James Harden reminds me of, man. And it's absolutely kind of incredible to see him, really how how well he do he can perform, and and just talking about how you know really that it's kind of unbelievable that that the Oklahoma City team didn't really win a championship. Because of you know saying how much talent they had with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook, but and all in their defense, they were all really young players at the time. If they were all three playing together nowadays, it probably oh, wouldn't it, be it, no no, no it task. Would be sick. You know what I'm saying. And uh, our, our boy D Rex is tuning in. He said they reach they do reach on some of those foul calls. To be honest, he said, but dude is looking for fouls a lot. He said honestly, I'm throwing people at him all game, fouling him and face guarding. And that's that's about the best way, kind of like what you're just talking about. Um, he, he's like, you know, I don't, he's like, I don't get why nobody else makes somebody else on that team beat them. He's like, I'll take my chances with Russ. I mean, I agree with that 100%. I mean. It's almost like pick your poison. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, like, in all reality, like what he said, he'll take his chances with Russ because Russ isn't that efficient. Russ isn't always going to be, you know what I'm saying, be that guy. You know, in all reality, Russ is the type of, Russ is the type of dude where he's going to take it to the hole, you know what I'm saying? Like, Russ is an okay shooter. He's not that that good of a shooter. Russ isn't going to kill you from behind the exactly. arc. Exactly, like he, James does. He, he's a good mid-range guy, but he his game, his main game is is to create. He creates off the dribble, and he's a driver, yeah. man. He, he can finds get, a nice a, a nice nice path and takes it, you know yeah, what I'm saying? He's so damn quick with the ball in his hands. If you give him a smidgen of a freaking little slot to get through, he's there, he's there. and he's flashing to the basket, man. And, and that's really, and he's so explosive, too, when he goes to the rim as well yeah. so by the end of the day like you're not going to want to try to go up and the, yeah that. by the time you think about even defending him to even try to think gonna, about jumping a block to shot like phew flying yeah. past you like oh is that or Superman? you're going to foul him and he's yeah. going to go to line and finish yeah. the, at the basket and get in one so 
So, but yeah, at the end of the day, like James Harden kills cats because he does have a, a pretty efficient three in real reality. I mean, just like last night, he shot the ball eight for thirteen from deep. I mean, that's pretty damn good. In all reality, like that's a that's an efficient shooting night for James Harden. So, James Harden is definitely a shooter. There's a difference between a lot of these guys. Uh, in a way, like Kyrie, Kyrie hasn't really. Div- I mean, he has a nice mid-range shot, like dribble, 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 stop on a dime, and then just pull up. That's what Kyrie has, but more or less a three-point shot, kind of, sorta. You know, say not like Steph Curry, not like these guys out there who who know who are known for the three-point shot. Yes, you know, Steph Curry got that quick release, man. He's he's fast, bro. He's fast. I thought McGraw. Ray Allen had a fast release, but Steph Curry might That's be quick. Up draw there. McGraw right there, boy. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, shout out to James Harden for actually doing his thing. And three quarters, man, that's what absolutely just blows my mind, you know. Three quarters worth of work and you drop 60 points. Just like I said, lowest shooting efficiency from an NBA player to ever drop 60 points won James Harden. Having the MVP season. I'll talk about MVP at the end of the segment here. But talk about Deion Waiters. Deion Waiters had uh he's coming back from 10-game suspension. And I wanted to talk about this just because of the whole situation because we found out it was a THC edible. And you know how me and you are when it comes to THC and whole stance in the NBA and this. NFL. I think we both did at this point because, you know what I'm saying, the fr- the fact that you freaked out on edible, you've had edibles before, I've had edibles before. Like, I, I don't think I've ever to the point where I was like, oh, my God, oh my- I'm on a plane. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know exactly if that's what happened with Deion Waiters, but at the point, like, do you really think he deserved to have a 10-game suspension for having a weed edible? No. Because in all reality, like, the, the heat mate basically said that the, it, there was more of an embarrassment factor than anything. I think his I think that his punishment was enough of just being coming out in, in, in the media that, hey, this edible got me paranoid on a plane. I mean, because which is weird, because most people I know take edibles to go to sleep on the on plane. planes. Exactly. So, like, the the funny thing is, the me is, is like I laugh at it because you know any 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 recollection any any reckonable stoner is gonna laugh at this situation anyways yeah. because they all know you know at the end of the day they all know what we about and we about about it. So clearly, clearly, uh, Dion Waiters was not about about it. And I disagree with the Heat's uh, ten game suspension with him because in all reality, like I get it. You know, you it's an embarrassment to the league. It's an embarrassment to your team. But in all reality, no one's going to dislike the Heat because Deion Waiters had a panic attack on your plane. You know, in all reality, you guys could have kept that confidential. But the only reason it didn't be kept confidential is because that some writers who work for the team essentially fly with – Leaked it out, You know yeah. what I'm saying? Fly with them in, in certain situations, you know? So, like, because I know with the Patriots, the Patriots take a whole bunch of beat writers with them when they fly and everything. They fly with the team. Like, Mike Reese, Mike Reese, I'm pretty sure he flies with the Patriots, even though he works for ESPN, you know what I'm saying, on the Patriots plane. So, like, in a way, like, if something like that happens on the team plane, it's going to get leaked out pretty fast. Yeah. So, like, in all reality, like, I do feel for Deion Waiters, you know what I'm saying, but... I don't think the 10-game suspension was worth it. And at the end of the day, you know, we talk about a solid player for a good team who's in playoff contention right now. And I know it's early on talking about playoffs and stuff like that. We only, like, thinking like 20 games into the NBA season. We only got 60 left. But still, man, at the end of the day, like, every little game counts. And what happened? D-Rex said the extra edible hit his ass like Mike Tyson. <laughs> and he said he thinks the suspension is done, to be honest. He said because weed ain't even on the uh, drug test. That- and that goes back to my another point. You know, we're talking about a league, an NBA league, who 
in all reality, I feel like Adam Silver is one of the, the few commissioners out of all professional sports who actually understands the value of marijuana. You know what I'm saying? And I don't really like calling it marijuana because that's kind of the slave name that it was invented for back in the back in the, in the 1900s, you know, when this stuff really was started coming out. So, but, but uh, you know, Adam Silver definitely sees the, 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 the gain from THC that these players do because, you know, talk, think about that video that Kenya Martin, I think it was Kenya Martin who sat down with, uh, no, 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 it was, um, I forgot who it was. One of the past NBA players who sat down with David Stern in a little one-on-one interview and they were talking about weed and they are talking about THC and about the effects and, and I think it might have been Kenya Martin. Might, no, 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 it was Al Harrington. Okay. Al Harrington. Uh, so th- he sat down with him, talk, started talking about, you know, because Al Harrington is a, one, a big cat in the whole THC industry. He has a whole bunch of uh, stores and stuff like that in Cali. So a- like Another player came out, I forgot who it was, said that he ain't never played NBA game not high. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes, yep. yep. So like, pretty solid career. So we're talking about an organization who's kind of lenient when it comes to weed stuff. You know what I'm saying? So in a way, I was kind of surprised. And this was the Heat who handed this suspension. Now it was the NBA, it was the Heat themselves. So I mean, and you're talking about in your city in Miami, it's it's uh, decriminalized in the city of Miami. Yeah. So. <laughs> If, if I hit the and it's medically legal here in Florida. If I hit the Powerball, I'm gonna buy the Atlanta Magic, dog, and I'm just gonna go ahead and put dab rigs and all. Like, I'm gonna put a couple e nails in, in the, in in the, the player, locker room, yeah. dog. You know, saying get right for the game, right for the game. Hey, I have to work high. Drop a couple dabs. You know, triple double. I'm, I'm down. Just saying, you take your medication before you come to the show every morning. I, I do. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. So shout out to Deion Waiters. Hopefully, he comes back with a vengeance. Talking about. Carmelo Anthony, wow! This dude couldn't find a team to save his life for pretty much the past two years. He goes to the Rockets last year, doesn't really do anything. The Rockets release him; hasn't really been playing for the past year. Gets picked up by the Portland Trailblazers. First game was kind of rocky. I think he had like 13 points, but the past few games, man, Melo has been absolutely on a roll. Dropping 23 points, 11 rebounds in the last game on Friday night. And, you know, talk, and, and Melo pretty much came out, and, came out and said, you know, and that's why I talk about retired or, or revived. And it's because, you know, he came out and said, I don't know why everybody's calling this a farewell tour. He's like, I'm not done. I have nowhere, you know, no, nowhere shape or form retiring anytime soon. Like, you know what I'm saying? I plan on playing next season too. But in all reality, like this dude – Coming for the Portland Trailblazers, and he and he's performing, man. He really is performing. But it just goes to show you know how some dude is getting blackballed by the NBA, and all reality, he kind of is getting blackballed by the NBA because you know it's, he's an older guy. He didn't really work out, and OKC didn't really work out in with the, with the Houston Rockets. You know, wasn't really okay coming off the bench. I, I don't necessarily think he got blackballed per se, like 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 what people claim with, with, with Kaepernick. I think that he just had two bad stints with teams that didn't utilize him. Okay, and, and it might have been a little bit of a of a riff of of you know because of what they had to pay him or what what he was getting. They were trying to force him to maybe be a starter instead of being like that sixth man. Well, you off the bench. Well, you know how you know how that whole off the bench shit went with him. You know, what I'm saying like, remember when he was in the OKC and they somebody asked him, "You gonna come off the bench?" and he was like, "Hey, yeah, off the bench." <laughs> and he laughed it off and shit like that. So like, 
I don't know, man. I, maybe I feel like those teams wanted him to come off the bench, and I don't think he wanted to. I want that car so bad. Yeah, the ones with a little. I want that. I want a Tesla so bad. Now, is he starting in Portland or is he coming off the bench? I think he's coming off the bench. Yeah. And, and I think maybe it, it took a little step back and someone to be like, look, Mello. It's what you are now, bro. You, you, you're not 19-year-old Mello no more, man. You've been playing ball as a starter for a long 16, time. 16, 17 years, dude. Come off the bench, contribute, and be like that veteran leadership on on, on a team, and, and he's kind of bought into that role. This is his sixteenth like. year, yeah, because him and Braun and D Wade all came out the same year. Yep. So yeah, so yeah, at the end of the day, like just like Craig said, finally he might have accepted his role as a as that guy who needs to come off the bench. Because all Rowdy, like Melo, is a great veteran player. You know what I'm saying? A guy who could come in and take one of those young guys, put him underneath his wing, teach him the game. You know what I'm saying? Teach him a little bit of things. Because in all reality, man, like Melo is a great coach, and because I'm, I'm watching. I see. I'm, I'm in. I'm positioned to where I am in basketball, to where I'm watching these kids. I'm watching Zaire Wade. I'm watching Bronny James. I'm watching Bronny James Jr. I'm watching um Lamelo uh, uh Melo's son. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I like the new wave. Exactly. The it's new the wave. new wave. Those are the kids. Like, in all reality, like, I'm watching Derrick Rose's son. My buddy David showed me a picture of Derrick Rose's son uh, messing around with him on the court. And he, he does a little step back and shoots the ball into the ball rack and lands in there perfectly. And, and listen, I love basketball so much, man. Just just getting into coaching and coaching the kids like I'm doing. By the way, anybody out there, yeah, yeah. December 8th, sure. Riverview, Sunday, 330. Um, anybody who has middle school age kids, boy or girl, in, in, in the eighth grade level, or feel that they can play the eighth grade level, we're doing an open uh, open gym for some tryouts for the for the Mambas. This will be the first ever Lady Mambas team, so uh, bring those Lady Ballers out there. And if we get enough girls out there, we may do a seventh and eighth grade. So. Throwing that out there. But, I mean, you know, back to, like, the, the, the future of the NBA, you know, seeing some of these kids. Because, like, there there have been some stars, I think, that that beforehand, Michael Jordan's kids didn't really, like, follow in his footsteps. They, they kind of did their own thing. Very uh, gifted kids in other areas. One of them actually has a shoe store in Orlando. Yeah, Marcus, um, follow him on Twitter. Some of them have, like, other, you know, they're doing other things business worldwide, not so much sports worldwide. But it's good to kind of see, you know, some of these, these next wave – but in, in all reality, like, and even like when think about some of these these female ballers too. I mean, it's gonna be cool. When but they in all reality, kids. like, think about it though. Like, cats like Marcus Jordan. I mean, that's a big name to live off of uh, up to. Like, yeah. essentially, you're like Bronny James. Like, Bronny James. Like, I mean. in a way, like he's got a, a big name to live up to. But in in a way, like, but he wanted people that have thing. to. Yeah, exactly. He wants that 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 fame. You know, not the fame. I wouldn't say fame. He wants that 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 athletic giftness that his father has. You know what I'm saying? Well, he wants that challenge too, because like you said, it's you have to live up. But in my opinion, people have to stop comparing each other to the to the fathers. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you are you, you are who you are. You I mean, yeah, your dad was Michael Jordan. Yeah, your dad LeBron James. Yeah, your, your dad's the Dwayne Wade. But at the end of the day, like. Like you shouldn't be compared to them because you're, no one's going to be as good as who they are. Because if that's the case, like, like just like you said, Marcus Jordan would have came out well, and he would have been balling I'll like tell his you dad. What, if like, Michael Irvin the second was as good as his dad, we wouldn't have lost six games this year. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, there's, there's not that he's bad. He's actually pretty exactly. Solid, but he's a tight end, you know what different, different position. But going back to, and going back to Sean Taylor, RIP to one of the greatest, if not the greatest, safety to ever play the damn game in a, in a short amount of time. His his little brother, his little brother has the same God gift to tell his dad. Might be coming to Miami, is he? Might be coming to Miami. You know is he is he that good? He is supposedly. Uh, I, I I don't know if he's as good, but like the coaches who actually coached 
Sean, when he was in high school, or some of his high school coaches as well, and they say that sometimes, like even during practice, they got to hold back tears because certain things that he does, he does looks just reminds like them of Sean so much. He's a little bit smaller than Sean was at that age, but like the the, the the mentality, mentality, like the the just like the, the vision and some of that stuff, like some of that that football IQ stuff that's that's just natural. They say he has it. But my whole thing is just like. And that's another thing, bro. Living up to your brother's name, like, and and because the reason I talk, I brought him up is because I watched the thirty for thirty for him, not thirty for him, the football life of him. God, it makes me cry, bro. Sean Taylor, <laughs> talk about a a guy who was so damn good. I didn't realize that what what it was like two days ago or whatever it was when it was the, the anniversary. I forgot that it happened over like the Christmas twenty seventh, the, the Christmas vacation, November twenty seventh. And when I seen you know I had shared a little tombstone, his tombstone and stuff because you know one of my Miami guys that I'm friends with from from you know Facebook and stuff shared it, and I had to fight back a little tear. And same thing, dude. Every time I see a picture of Stuart Scott, because shout out to ESPN, yep. they just made December. We'll, we'll drop that real quick. Uh, ESPN has made uh, I believe it's December fourth, but I think the whole entire month of December is like uh, Stuart Scott month. Stuart Scott month, man. Is, is you know one of the guys that I'm even doing what we're doing right now yeah. uh, inspired you to do this, inspired right? me to do this so you know that, that's really dope. But going to Sean Taylor, man, just like watching, you know, seeing the video of him like covering ground is like people talk about him him being a big hitter and like oh well the the way the NFL is today he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been the same player. I was like I disagree. I think it would have made him a better coverage safety because he can't use those big hits to his advantage like he used to, you know what I'm saying? Cuz in in all reality Sean Taylor was that dude, man. He was covering ground from left to, from sideline to sideline like it wasn't nothing. He was fast. He hit hard. He could read the quarterback like it was a damn book. It was unbelievable what he could do on the field. But going back to, you know what I'm saying, just cats living up to their name, you know, like players and, and, and uh, uh, kids shouldn't be compared to their parents in a way because it, it, just like I said if that's the case Marcus Jordan would have been doing what his dad was and I'm not saying Bronny Jr but in all reality let's be honest Bronny Jr isn't as dominant as his dad was in high school you know what I'm saying because if that's the case we'd, the only reason we're talking about him right now is because social media is so big nowadays you know and not to mention that ESPN is taking it upon themselves to broadcast 15 of Bronny Jr's and D-Wade's son's school games and D-Rex said Bronny he thinks is more of a complete player than than Bron but less athletic i completely agree with that because in a way Bronny is being taught all this shit can you, you know imagine what, what it's going to be like with him and D-Wade's on the same high school god Zaire's bro he's Zaire is another dude, in my opinion. Who's if I gotta go, if, if I'm the head coach, I got we got a flat tire, bro. We ain't gonna make it, bro. He's another player who's very under. Zaire is a dude who's he's got a high basketball IQ. You know what I'm saying? Because talk about uh, D Wade's farewell told last year and how he was uh, at the All Star Weekend, how James Harden, LeBron James, and D Wade were all right there, and James Harden was teaching him a little bit of stuff. Like, bro, that's an NBA player level teaching you something that. Like, in all reality, that nobody else is really going to get a chance to do. Like, so Zaire Wade, he's only a three-star athlete right now from out of coming out of high school. But he's so underrated, bro, because he's going to be such a high basketball IQ type of player, bro. Like, because it's talking about a kid who's been around the NBA game his entire life where his dad's probably teaching him the same stuff that he's learned in, from the Miami Heat people. Like, so, and same with Bronny. Like, Bronny's going to be a high basketball IQ type of dude because of his dad. In all reality, like he's gonna teach him the, the, the t- things, him the things 
He's going to teach him the things that to not to do that LeBron pretty much did wrong. Well, it's even like, it, 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 man, when it comes down to just the, the coaching and the knowledge that they're going to get from just being around that stuff. And you see a lot of professional athletes who have fathers that have been in the game or around the game that they're either either just as good or better or sometimes you know, at least in the same caliber. It's because you're around those guys and you get to be around and you're learning like these different techniques, and these different things. You're learning like these simple things because, you know, even at, the, even at the middle school level, as you're starting to really like start to figure out like if you're a kid that plays basketball if you're really good at it and that's something that you really want to do and you want to try to go for it Mm -hmm. there's just little simple things that sometimes you got like you know with our girls we play against boys a lot and we had this one tall boy that that kept you know he was as lanky as hell and he was quick with with his jump he'd get a couple block shots on one of our best shooters and i think it kind of intimidated i'm like look look at me and i finally had to like i grabbed her by her shoulders and i said look i said just trust me I said, next time you get the ball, he comes out there. I was like, pump fake him. I was like, I guarantee you he's going to jump. I was like, you duck your shoulder, drive right past him. And I was like, you're going to have the layup. Sure enough, she did it. And after she did it, it's kind of she kind of looked over at me and smiled as she's running <laughs> down. I'm like, I told you. Just listen and to me. Like so, sometimes you know you got to just have faith in your coaching. And sometimes you know sometimes like even what uh, Dominic was talking about a little earlier. You know when you got these athletes like that, like Harden. He's like, man. He's like, I, he's like, I'd have whoever. Harden is defending on on defense. Have that dude run off screens and just run around the freaking and tire his ass out to get him out of the game. Like you got to do stuff to you know you you got to play against some of these guys. And, and, and when you're talking about guys like Bronny and you're talking about D Wade's son and stuff like that, man, like dude, you're talking about guys who are getting knowledge. Not even because these kids are coming to practice. So you're, you, these kids are probably getting involved in some of these Miami Heat practices. They're going to play against dudes that are in the league. They even even the scrub guy who's like the thirteenth man on the league can kick all of our ass one on one. You know Facts. what I'm saying? So he knows some stuff. And even some of the best coaches aren't even guys who ever even necessarily were the best players or played more than than, than a high school level. Yep. And just goes to show you, man. Like some of these kids are going to be ten times basketball. Like Melo's son, man. I'm I'm watching this kid. Him and Lala's son. Hey, yep. And the, he is absolutely just his basketball IQ is he's not he doesn't look that athletic, but you could tell that his the IQ of him basketball wise is going to be through the roof because of his dad. And that's why that's why I tell my players you don't necessarily have to be the fastest person on the team. You got to be smarter than Smart. your guy. And moving on to Luka Doncic, uh, Luka man, who I didn't know how to spell that by the way. Just Luka, absolutely Luka. having an awesome season, an MVP type season to. to in my, in my opinion, I mean, yeah, the Mavericks aren't really – maybe they make the playoffs. Hopefully they make the playoffs to help sell his point. I want to do the play-by-play for one of their games just so I can call him Uncle Luca. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably against Miami. Luca averaged 30-point <laughs> triple-doubles all season long or all, all November long of this month. He's the man, bro. If, if, if you play any kind of uh, DFS sports, any kind of uh, DraftKings fan duel, he, he's – Damn near must start in any freaking any format of that because whoever's winning guaranteed whoever's winning that money guaranteed has has Luca. You know it's going to come down to those 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 smaller guys, those cheaper guys that just come off and surprise you get those money to, to really win that money. But but Luca, you got to have him on your team just to even keep up with everybody else. Listen to this stretch in the last ten games he's played: thirty four, 
6, 9, 33, 10, 11, 26, 15, 7, 42, 11, 12, 35, 10, 11, 37, 14, 41, 6, 10, 22, 8, and 6. Last game, 42, 9, and 11. Luka Doncic, Doncic, man, I tell you what, dude. Talking about, you know, somebody who doesn't have the hype around him right now. And you can tell that the NBA is really trying they're really, really trying. They're trying to keep this kid into the spotlight right now because in all reality, this kid is the future. This kid is a second-year player who's absolutely average, is averaging, I think, 29 points. I think he's got league-high 29. He might be behind James Harden, if I'm not mistaken, because James Harden's actually having a stellar season, as well as the Greek Freak. I think the Greek Freak's averaging 32 points a game right now. Literally, those three, and LeBron James, three of th- those four dudes. With, with with some of these players we have in the league right now, I, I, listen, I want to see, like, 150 to, like, 160 All-Star game this year, like, legit, straight up, because we got some freaking just – just amazing. I want to see a two hundred. Yeah, two hundred versus two hundred. Yeah, I want to see final score two hundred one or two hundred. That'd be nasty. That's what I want to see. Cause y'all motherfuckers ain't playing defense. Oh, well, well, I want to see defense. No man, damn, damn defense. There ain't no defense in the league right now. Anyways, that's why the motherfuckers are winning by one hundred fifty. You know what the final game, a final score of that damn Rockets land game was one fifty eight to one twenty one. You know what the final of this uh, game was the other day? It didn't, didn't even go to overtime. The Wizards, 158 to 154. 154 was the final. Meanwhile, the final. Meanwhile, no overtime. Meanwhile, we're over here at Booker hoping to get hoping our girls get 40, <laughs> 50 points. Bro, it was it's crazy that the amount the, the lack. Of I mean, the defense, games are a lot longer, but the yeah. lack of defense in this league, bro, is absolutely crazy. And I see why cats like. Rich Heaven Rich, you know what I'm saying? Rich is the happy birthday, my man. Rich, by the way. Happy birthday, Rich. Uh, he's the type of dude who's used to that old school basketball, that defense and shit where motherfucker come down low, you give him a fucking elbow. Like, that's what he used well, to, but now you don't it, see that. It's boring it's, to them. It's not that they don't play defense. It's just the way that it's, it's, it's kind of like the NFL. You know how NFL kind of turned into like a, a quarterback every, league? You're right. You know, that hand checking and like even like the, 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 the forearm in the back and stuff, stuff that you can kind of do to discourage players back in the day is, is, is now it's a foul. Upon, yep. It's all frowned upon. You know, that physical stuff. Cause I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. LeBron James is, is a, is a physical specimen. I'm not saying that if he played in the Jordan era, he wouldn't be a, a great player. But man, you're going up you're, you know, you're banging in the paint with Dennis Rodman, or you're going up against somebody like a, a Anthony Mason who's not scared to foul the hell out of you because they're getting tired of you dunking on motherfuckers. Like, you know, you catch a Bill Lambeer, you know, oh, I'm going to block your shot, but in actuality, you're catching the whole like arm across your freaking face like oops my bad like you're catching you know those kind of physical uh you know physicality down there you 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 know it makes you think twice before driving that rim see my thing is it's like my situation is with the with lebron is like if he would have played in that era i think he would have been like i think he would have been forced to use his size you know what i'm saying like because bro lebron is a big ass dude like he's six seven two hundred six that's a big ass dude bro like he's solid as hell so, like, in all reality, I think LeBron would have had to have been more physical back in them days. I think it would have made LeBron ten times more tougher. Yeah. I, in all reality, I think it would have made LeBron ten times a better player. To be honest with you. Like, like honestly, I think LeBron would have had to have been forced to go in there and, and, like, and develop a better shot because it wouldn't have been as easy for him to take it to the lane as, as easy it is for him now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, but nowadays, like, back then – 
what I'm saying? Just like you said, you go to the rim, you get fouled hard, you're going to have to try to develop I mean, a shot. You, could you imagine like Sean Kemp versus LeBron James down low in the post? Exactly. Man. Exactly. A couple times a game. That, that, that'd, be, that'd be crazy. So, But that's just my whole thing, man. Like the NBA is in a, in a way has become a little bit soft, and we do have a caller on the line. Caller, no boundary sports talk. Who we got? This this um Hort, there. How you doing, man? What what's up, bro? What's up, Hort, man? What's up, man? Bro, chilling, man. I want what you what what you think? What you think we gonna do this year, man? You, Talk, you talking about the Patriots? Yeah. So, man, listen, dude. And it, the the thing about the Patriots right now is like the offensive line. I feel like was real skeptical. And with them getting Isaiah Win back, I think I think it's got it got Tom Brady to where he can trust his offensive line because last game, bro. He he didn't really do well, but in all reality, he had a long ass time to throw the ball against the Cowboys. He had a long ass time to throw. There was a time where I counted almost five seconds where he had the ball multiple times in, in his hand, but the receivers just couldn't get open. In that Cowboys game, bro, we start we had two rookie wide receivers starting that game, plus uh, an old ass Ben Watson and a young ass um uh the, I forgot the one tight end's name. I forgot his name. So like and a beat up Julian Edelman. Jules is hurt, bro. He's been hurt all season long. He's still battling injuries. Plus, that cat's getting old, too, bro, because, like, at the end of the day, like, we're just battling with injury and age when it comes to offensive side. Like, yeah, like sure. we don't have David Andrews, our starting center. We didn't have our starting left tackle for the longest time. We're starting with two two guys who pretty much were coming off the practice squad and, and Newsome and um, uh, what's the um, what's the one dude's name? Um, Who's playing center for us? I forgot his name. But in all reality, bro, like, you know how the Patriots are, bro. Like, they're going to be, they're going to get the, that momentum going towards the second half of the season. Like, so listen. Go ahead. Go ahead, Hort. Question. Go you ahead, Hort. You think we uh, will beat Baltimore if we meet him again? I, I absolutely, I think, I, I think so. I think so. Because think about it. At this point now, if we win out, home field advantage comes to New England. It don't come through yeah. Baltimore because they have two losses. We have win. We have to win out. If we lose an, another game, then we have to might have to go to Baltimore. We have to count on them to lose another game. But in all reality, they play San Francisco today. You know what I'm saying? That's so gonna they, a game. that's going to be a hell of a game. But they might lose today. So in all reality, that could hurt their their chances, and it could better our chances to stay. If we play in New England, I absolutely love our chances, bro. Because okay. because in all reality, like dude, because I looked at those stats, Lamar Miller. Or Lamar Miller. Lamar Jackson, he only had 61 rushing yards against us and 151 passing yards and three touchdowns. The three touchdowns is good, but, bro, he really didn't do shit. It was Mark Ingram that really that tore us up on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah, Adam, Adam had cost us two on that yeah, football, man. B- b- dropping them damn balls. He's been dropping balls left and right all season long, bro. So, like, in a way, bro, like the, the, they just need to get their heads out of their ass offensively. Defensively, bro, we're straight. Nobody can throw the ball on us. We're too solid when it comes to throwing the ball. Like our our, our defensive backs are stellar. St- uh, Gilmore, De- uh, Devin McCordy, all them cats, bro. They're they're playing lights out football right now, and it's it's uh, it's actually unbelievable to see. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear, man. I'm glad I, I called the station, man. I've been wanting each other. I ain't had time, so I call you this morning, man. Hor, I appreciate the call, homie, man. You know it's all love between me and you, bro. All right, man. Take care. Bro. All right, bro. Have a good day. All right, you too, bro. My man, Hort Lawson. Man, if you don't follow my boy on Facebook, the funniest dude ever, bro. He just be cracking me to hell. I think up. I know Hort. Hort, man. Man, he be cracking me. Mark Lawson, man. My boy be kicking kicking me up, man. He's the funniest dude I, I follow. A big Patriots fan, too. Me and him became friends on Facebook like three years ago because of the I Patriots. I think we went to school together. You might have. You might have. But bro, uh, shout out my man Hort. Thanks for the call, bro. I appreciate it, dude. Well, there was two. There was two. Um, Mike Lawson's back in the day. Yep. 
It's his brother. Yep, you're right. But um, yeah, man, I could talk Patriots all day long. Y'all, y'all don't even got to tell me that. Any question you got about the Patriots, you call me and ask me. I'll tell you what. But uh, but yeah. So uh, the the whole MVP thing. Moving on back to Luka Doncic. Uh, Luka's having a stellar season. Uh, so my whole thing is like they just have to win for him to become MVP. Because right now LeBron them LeBron they're seventeen two second uh, second best franchise start for Lakers in uh, NBA history. So. In a, in a way, Lucas just has to win more. And, and Christoph Porzingis, man, he has to get his head out of his ass because in all reality, that's what's hurting that damn team is talking about a guy who's so hyped up in the Knicks. I see why the Knicks traded your ass, bro, because right now you just ain't really mentally there for the Dallas Mavericks and helping Luka when he needs to because so. Now, do you think that has something to do with the, the, the injury? I th- Maybe, possibly. Bro, in all reality, like he was laughing at that whole Knicks thing. But, bro, I think that Knicks thing kind of hurt him. You know what I'm saying? I think that whole him going back there, boo, kind of hurt him, bro. I think it really did because ever since then, man, he kind of really hasn't been the same. Really hasn't been the same. I think the injury has something to do with it as well. Yeah, I don't think he's quite quite uh, playing. That's why I say there's to something his, mentally wrong with him. To, mentally. Yeah. Like in his head. Like I think he's fine like health-wise, but just mentally he's just not there. Mark Cuban, you listening, dog? Hey, <laughs> hit me up. Just let me get like two weeks with him, bro. I get I get him back. I get him right. I get bro. him right. You know, what I'm saying we'll we'll go out to Colorado. We'll go do some hiking. We'll go hit some you know, saying some dab bars, a little recreational. Get his mind right. I have by, by the t- by the end of it, we gonna be saying fuck New York, son. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I mean B. Nah, I mean. So yeah, man. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks just need to get the ball rolling when it comes to winning it. And like I said, if if Luca can get into the playoffs, I really think his, he can lock down his chances for MVP. Yeah, if Porzingis turns into a double double machine, dropping you know sixteen ten, yeah, sixteen really to ten, need, twenty and ten. They need him to be consistent. And right now, he's very consistent. Dude, like I think the last three games, he shot like three from eleven. In the past three games. Screw you, Casey. What happened? He says so much forehead on the screen right now. Oh my god, <laughs> bro! You know what? Somebody ban him. Somebody time out. We can't. It's not Twitch. Fuck. Can one of my admins time him yeah, out? Yeah. Can we, can we get a mod to time out? Hosta boss. Fucking prick. Uh, but anyway, go over to college football. Hold on. Before, before we ahead. hit that real quick, go I want to touch on college basketball real quick. Go ahead. Shout out to the uh, to the Michigan Wolverines for winning. Yeah, the, man, absolutely, the, dude. The tournament for Atlantis. Talking about that team right there, you know, I I was talking about I was talking to Perry the other day. Beating a North Carolina team and a Gonzaga team, two, two top ten teams, and guess who they're playing next game? Who? Louisville, Ooh. the number two team. Shout out to Jawan Howard. So a, a coach who uh, who many people have said nothing but high praises about. But he's been an assistant on some teams, so you didn't really know. But uh, just getting high praises from everybody whose coaching staff he's ever been a part of. And him coming out and really kind of uh, showing what's up. And actually, I think he has secured for next go-around, uh, for, for next year's recruiting class, I think he has Michigan's first five-star uh, recruit in a, in a while. So talk about this damn this Michigan team real quick, man. And I'm going to go to their schedule just to show you who – So. They're undefeated right now. Never lost. Haven't lost all season long. They beat a number six UNC team, seventy three to sixty four, on Thursday. Friday night they beat a number eight Gonzaga team, eighty two to sixty four. And then Tuesday night, on Tuesday night on the third, they played number two Louisville. And let me tell you something, man. This is a Michigan team who is unranked right now. Just got done off a of back to back wins off of top ten teams. Possibly back to back to back 
top 10 win teams. If Michigan isn't in the top 10, if they beat Louisville on Tuesday night, if not top five, we have a problem. Because the fact that you're undefeated, you're a powerhouse school, you're a powerhouse school, you're well, a powerhouse division. They're in the division. top 25 right now, though, that's, are they? No, but that's my problem, though, Craig Wiley, is why aren't they ranked after beating Gonzaga? They should be ranked. Well, because the because the it's it's like college or the, it's like is the, it a day? It's, it's like the football. It's like a certain day. I think it comes out. Well, I hope so. It, 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 because because they have so many games per week. I think once a week it, it, it is when when it gets updated. I noticed that one year because uh, uh, some team that was ranked higher had lost a game or something. Then like the next time I see them play, they are still the same rank. I'm like. But my whole drop. thing is, you got you got you got a six and one Xavier in there. You got a five and two Florida in the top twenty five. You got a five and one Washington team. You got a four and two Villanova team. Why you got an undefeated VCU team? What, what, what's the, what's the highest undefeated team right now? Highest? Oh, pfft. I mean the highest twenty one Colorado VCU's twenty undefeated Auburn's twenty or eighteen five and zero oh. Tennessee's four and zero oh, undefeated. Uh, U, U S. Who the fuck is U S U? University is <laughs> what? They're uh, Utah State. They're undefeated. They're top twenty-five. Like that's what I'm talking who about. Who is Utah bro. State Ex- play? Exactly. Helen Keller School of the Blind. I never even. I didn't even know Utah had a state. They beat LSU. That's about it. That's about all. They, that's all about all they beat. I didn't even know Denver had a university. It's University of Denver. They beat them. Yeah. So, but that's what I'm talking about, though. The, this 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 whole top twenty five stuff is so unbalanced, man. In the, in this in this NCAA basketball world, we talk about the college football playoffs, you know, but but we got to talk about the college uh, college basketball stuff, man. This ranking is, is is in my opinion is crazy. How do you not have the Michigan who are undefeated just come off a top ten? Hopefully, in my opinion, Craig, you you they beat a UNC team and they should have took a time. I and mean, of course, that was the next day. So, but I don't know, man. Hopefully they can change that, and they need to get that that, that fix around ASAP. Because, yeah, and uh, D Rex is chiming in. He said that they were only unranked because uh, I think they only returned like three starters or something like that. And he said they reloaded with a lot uh, the lineup with a lot of young players from last year. So. Yeah, but we're we're eight games into the season, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we just like you said, we got a Utah State team in there who I, literally. I, I, well, I think what it, what it was is a lot of it went to the equation. I think the fact that they lost their coach, they lost some starters and stuff from last year. You know, uh, basically like a, a, a un un I don't want to say unknown, but like an unproven coach, un, unproven yeah. team. So they kind of started off on the low ranks, but I, I think they'll be in the top fifteen by the end of the week. I think theirs comes out on Tuesday as well. But, but yeah, man, Michigan, you know, just a, a stellar team, man, with a great team and a great coach. Dewan Howard is absolutely doing wonders over there. And, you know, we talked about, me and Perry talked about, you know, him doing the dance. You see him dancing and stuff like that. Dude, that's that's what's going to get kids there, man. This, the, 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 not to mention your, your NBA legend is going to help get to get kids to come recruit there. Um, the, the atmosphere, winning games, having fun with the head coach, the fact that the head coach is sitting there dancing. He know the style that the kid like, bro, like that's going to be second to none. You know, hitting the wall. Yeah, hey. like that's going to be second to none. That's going to be like, man, I'm going to Michigan. If I see that, plus that Jordan, that Jordan. Listen. Jordan scholarship, man. If, if, on, if they come to this area, if they come to this area on a tournament or something like that, I definitely want to go. Like when, because uh, you know how we get blessed with like the different regions when it comes to the Final Four tournament. 
if we can catch a game down here with Michigan, I know for a fact Perry would be down to go. We can squad up and go and, and go root for I'm them. I'm down man. for that. I won't root for him, but I'd be down for that. I wouldn't be allowed to root for him. You know that. You know that. What a, I'd go yeah, support him. If they were playing anybody but Ohio State, I don't think she would care. No, she was, trust me, she would care. She doesn't like the team. What, what if they were playing like Wisconsin? No, she'd want me to root for Wisconsin because <laughs> it's Big Ten. What if they were playing Florida? Because I know Ohio State and Florida, they kind of have a rivalry. They still, well, she still want me to root for Florida. She, would she rather you root for Miami over Michigan? Yeah. She don't mind Michigan and Miami either. Because remember, they beat y'all not at that championship. Yeah. They didn't beat us. The refs got a championship <laughs> ring. Remember, they only, that's what it was. Jim Trussell was on the sideline. Hey, ref. I, I got know, you a ring, dog. I got you a ring, player. <laughs> y'all hate them. They don't hate y'all. Remember that. Yeah, facts. You remember? <laughs> Fucking, we got beat by the sweater vest. But, uh, yeah, man. So, talk about, and then talk about a, a Memphis team, man. But Penny Hardaway, that's another cat. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, five and one right there. They're, they're T-Rex the just brought up. He says same thing. Penny Hardaway at Memphis. These NBA guys going back to their schools is crucial for college basketball. I agree. Absolutely. And Penny Hardaway, what was that whole situation that went down over there with him and and allegedly the eleven thousand dollars situation or whatever with 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 the one kid? So apparently he gave his parents eleven G's to help move back in two thousand eighteen and move to Memphis because they knew that's where he knew where he was going. And they wanted to be closer to him, so apparently Penny gave him the money to help him move. Apparently, that's what um, that's what I was told. Maybe Drek has a bit more of a story because he sounds like he's in depth in his basketball shit. Uh, so, which I love. so then they, they then they they hit him with a ineligible, but then now he's eligible again. So he fought in one or something. He didn't fight it, but he's eligible to return. After he, they only gave him a twelve game suspension instead of uh, kicking him out the whole season. Okay. So his eligible to return in January sometime. So a game per thousand, basically. Pretty much. So, yeah, then that's why they had to the, 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 uh, That's why they had to donate 11000 to charity, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Which was stupid. I wonder who did that. Come on, man. Same person who gave the money probably before. <laughs> Facts. Go on, man. But, and you know what? At the end of the day, bro, I think it was kind of ridiculous with that whole situation, too. Because let's talk about a guy who literally could projected to be the number one pick in the NBA draft next year. He's only going to be at, at, at uh, Memphis for one season. He's literally a rental for Memphis. And you guys punish the school and more than anything. Don't punish the player. Don't have this kid sit out for fucking a whole year because, you know what I'm saying, he's trying to better his family. And you know that's where he's going to use his God-gifted talents to take him to the NBA to help him make money for his mom and dad. Excuse uh, uh, Penny Hardaway for helping him out. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Chase Young at uh at um um Ohio State, borrowing money to freaking get his girlfriend and then paying it back. The dude paid the fucking charge back, and they still suspended him for three games or two games. Come on, man! Like let these kids live, bro. Like you just made it to where they can start making money off their name. Let them start making money. Period. Off of anything. How about we? How about if you fix that problem, we wouldn't be having all these kids getting suspended every year. Well, it just goes to show. Listen, and and, and I know I know your girl's not the biggest fan of of Michigan because she doesn't like to use the M. The M word is banned in your house, especially especially rivalry, especially this last week. But it, it's it's Sunday now, so I think it starts a new week. You're right. You're right. But you're right. Uh, but 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 here's the thing: Have you ever watched the the thirty for thirty about the Fab Five? Yeah. And Jalen Rose is sitting there talking about 
how they're selling his jerseys and everybody else's jerseys. And even if you watch the, you know, the Miami Hurricanes 30 for 30 and Uncle Luke's like, oh, you know, am I going to give a guy money for a pair of shoes so no. he don't have to go out and, and, and break into cars? While, meanwhile, in other cuts of that 30 for 30, you got like the guys like, oh, well, I, I you know, you got the, the, the quarterback. I forgot which one it was. He's all like. Oh, yeah, I used to see this guy and this guy, and they're all masked up with freaking bags and stuff going, breaking in car stereos and stuff, so they have money to get through the weekend. And obviously the white dude was a guy who probably had a you know more well-off family and stuff like that. But when you're talking about, like, what people don't realize is, is the yeah, let's just be real here. And I'm going to take racism out of it because uh, it, it, it's going to kind of sound like it, it, it has to do with racism. And, and I'm not saying that, all, you know, all, all white people, kids come from privileged families and all black kids don't because I'm sure there probably are some black privileged kids as well as, as, as some poor white kids as well but most of your inner city athletes that are coming from like Opalaka, Bell Glades and all this stuff, them, them cats are like farm working or like cats from the hood like, st- stuff like that, they, they, don't, they don't come from money like their parents are driving a freaking you know 10 15 year old car they probably got off of a place like craigslist for a couple thousand dollars to get from point a to point b like when you're when you're that's around here that's around Sarasota. look at newtown yeah you, you take take one of the kids off a of booker any any of the kids off a of booker take johnny williams i don't know his parents financial situation but take johnny williams take johnny williams and put him in a d1 school somewhere out of state where you know where you know everything's expensive you don't have family that you can go to their house and go eat at so now johnny has to provide three meals for, for himself so, per, per day now during school week i think they do feed him in the cafeteria stuff like that but over the weekend you're i go over to, the weekend I, I, go, I go to get breakfast it's 10 bucks 10 15 bucks you go to get lunch it's like 15 20 bucks whatever whatever yeah. now 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 you take johnny williams now johnny williams has a girlfriend that hey obviously he's not trying to go buy her a, a lamborghini or something like that but hey you want to be able to take your girl out to dinner in the movies dinner in the movies is like a hundred hundred fifty dollar date not even take johnny williams take somebody who's an office lineman craig who's yeah, six, 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 three, six, four, six, five, three hundred pounds. Them cats gotta eat. Yeah, them cats gotta eat. They I mean, gotta keep that. Ha, 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 look how big Vince Wolfrick was. I mean, he wasn't. You think he came? You know what I'm saying? How big you think he was in college? I mean, he 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 put on some pounds in, in the NFL, but I mean, he was a pretty big boy. Vince Wolfrick. Ain't eating a two for four <laughs> at, and no all day for the rest of the day. You know no. what I'm saying? Listen. Uh, he needs like three, four for fours. Yes. That's that's like his afternoon snack. You know what I'm saying? Work. Today we got work. That's twelve dollars just right there for the snack. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you're talking about these defensive linemen and even like you know, saying thinking about like these basketball kids. The the, the kid who who from Memphis isn't he like a power four or something like that? Six foot eleven, some beast. How much? Like, okay, you have like a a, a Yorkie. You got to feed a Yorkie. <laughs> but have you ever had to feed a Great Dane? Like, you know, what I'm saying. The, a 50-pound bag of the dog food going to last that Yorkie like a year. That 50-pound dog food. About a, about a few days. That's about, about a week. About for, a week for the Great Dane. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you got to feed these cats. Can't have them out here looking like freaking bull bull. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree, man. I completely agree. And it, it goes right back to where these kids need to start making money. And, you know, we we, we broke this down. We broke it down to math-wise. And you, you pay these kids. You pay. If you could pay, uh, what, 50 kids, fifty if you're they, if they're on the active football roster and they are helping making that school make money by selling tickets every fucking Sunday or Saturday, putting seats in those butts, selling money at the concession stand, selling merch, selling money or jerseys off their name, even though their name not on the back of their jersey, if that school can make all that money, then you're on the active roster for, 
football team, you can afford five hundred dollars a week for these damn kids to get paid if to go to college, and especially if they're and see, and, oh, well, it's the football team. Well, the football team's only only motherfuckers who sell out a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand person capacity stadium. The fucking tennis team sure as hell ain't doing that. The fucking uh, uh, the basketball team might be doing that, but the the, the goddamn swimming team ain't doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, come on, bro. Like, it, oh, we're not. Well, it's not all college athletes. Well, I'm not talking about all college athletes. I'm talking about the football players, the basketball players, the people who help make that mo- that school money. Swimming, the swimming, the swimming, the meets don't fucking make people money. I mean, they probably help with. They the, probably do on certain levels at certain schools. Yeah, but like, we'll, we'll be real. But like, I mean, but let's be real. Like a big ass swimming, big ass swimming pool building ain't as big as a damn hundred thousand dollar. Hundred thousand capacity person stadium. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where each ticket probably go for a thousand dollars. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And, and those college games, man. You know, some of the places like Nebraska. Nebraska don't even have an NFL team. That stadium is packed every, every Saturday. Saturday, even when they're sorry. Even Iowa. When they're sorry. Iowa. They got cats watching from the fucking hospital. They built the hospital so damn high that the people can watch from the hospital windows. Children's hospital. That, you know what I'm that, saying? That, that's what's even dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like. I, I watch. I hate watching college game day sometimes because they always have that one little sad fucking story every Saturday. It's like, why the. F- game day. Why y'all want to make. I'm, I'm, trying I'm, trying to be a, I'm trying to be a grown ass man. Watch my dog Lee Corso do some predictions. You know what I'm saying? Watch my boy Herb Street talk some craziness. All of a sudden, y'all want to come in with this little sad story about little Jimmy watching from the 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 Iowa Children's Hospital over the like man. I don't want to see that. Like it's a good story. I want to see it, but I don't want to see it right now. I'm not trying to get all emotional. Gotta gotta walk in the other room to wipe your eye off real quick so nobody don't catch you crying. You you, you you're crying now, man. I was just cutting on you, man. Allergies, allergies. I just got a little little stuff in my hand, but still, man. Like these kids, like th- these colleges are making hundreds of millions of dollars every fucking year, and especially just off the football team. Imagine if you put them all together. And I, and I, and I, you know, college athletes, I always say, make it fair. Make it like five hundred bucks across the board. I don't care if you play tennis for everybody, swimming, whatever. If, oh well, what about the kids who just who just go to college? Well, they ain't playing sports. I'm not talking about the kids. Listen, if they're paying to go to college, then they should be paying to go to college. Not even that though. But the, but the difference is, and, and to negate all that, if you are a regular college student, whether you pay or whether you're there on student loans, you can have a Twitter account, and you can have an Instagram account, and you can have a Twitch account, and you can make money off of those. You can make a YouTube channel, make money off of that. Guess what? Joe Burrow can't do that. Jalen Hurts can't do that. None of these players can do that. So, yeah, maybe they got to pay for their school. But you know what? Some hot-ass chick that goes to university of whatever you want to call it can be fine as hell and freaking get paid $1,000 a week to freaking advertise these supplements for some freaking, you know, supplement company. Or she got or, a fan-only page. If she got a, yeah, they can, they can have all that kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Joe Burrows can't do that, so you know, saying pay these, I pay these athletes five hundred bucks a week, and the one, and the ones who are the ones who are big, the ones who are big names, they're gonna get, some, they're gonna get some little whatever, some some. Fuck Joe Burrow, by the way, man, his punk ass. Oh, I'm gonna transfer from Ohio State because I was sitting behind JT Barrett, bitch. If you couldn't start over JT Barrett, clearly you weren't that good. Oh, I'm breaking all these records. The USCC because ain't not one damn good SEC quarterback come out the fucking league. Danny Werfel. He was the fun and gun, bro. He was the he he was the original gunslinger, bro. What he doing a little in the league? I ain't say he did anything in the what NFL. He doing, that's what I'm talking about. What he doing in the league? Point yeah. taken. I'm just saying, like there ain't no good quarterback in 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 the SEC who really Matt put Stafford. up those good stat who put. 
He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> From Georgia. He's all right. Burrow might be the next Bucks quarterback. But I'm just saying, okay. That, I'm just I, I, we, ain't, we ain't drafting that high. Why, how you want? How you figure? I think we're like 12 currently. He ain't going number one anyway. He'll be in the top five. You're right. You're right. Because, shoot, if the, if, the, if the Cincinnati Bengals pick, they uh, – so listen, man. I mean, we'll talk about NFL in a minute. We'll talk about NFL. Let's talk about rivalry weekend. Ohio State, Michigan. Talk about that one first off. Ohio State, Michigan. Starting off the whole rival weekend. I can't believe they play that new that game at noon every single week. It's so weird. Yeah. So weird. I thought they were gonna play it at like at least seven, at least three thirty. Come on, man. Give me the benefit of the doubt. But rivalry weekend. Ohio State, number one, Michigan. Ohio State versus number thirteen, Michigan. Started off pretty good. Michigan opened the games with an early score. Uh, it was back and forth. I thought it was going to be a lot closer. And all so of a line. sudden, so line. <laughs> going into halftime, things started to change. <laughs> things started to change. And you know what, dude? I, yeah. And I, they even made a little comeback. You know, Perry FaceTimed me yesterday after the game. Like, it wasn't after the game. Like, it was like. During, after. It was, after it was, actually, it was actually after my team lost. I, th- I think it took him that long to call. He's like, look, man. He's like, just to be real with you. He's like. Ohio State is just that good. They really are. I was just about to say that, bro. I was like, dude, they were really scoring at will, like whenever they wanted to. All they had to do was put Olave into that deep situation. That, Like, bro, he should have scored three times. He dropped two long balls. Like, he hit the one, hit him right in the fucking face, and he dropped it for a touchdown. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they have a really good receiving core, man. And, and it brings me to this question. Is Harbaugh, and I'm pretty sure I spelled that wrong on the board. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know how to spell Close it enough. I don't know how to spell it Is either. Harbaugh done in Michigan? See, Do you get rid of Harbaugh? We were talking about this last night in the group chat, and, you know, we talk about how big this rivalry is. You know, this, this Michigan and Ohio State, they do not like each other. They do not like each other. Ohio State fans do not like Michigan fans. Michigan, they, they, And it goes back to, to alumni. You know what I'm saying? Like, And you know what What Chad put in there about what the, uh, the about, uh Justin Fields said, you know, we take this serious. We take this more serious than they do, apparently. And what's that say about Jim Harbaugh? What's that say about what he's putting into this rivalry? You know what I'm saying? Who was the head coach before Jim Harbaugh? Grady? Brady? Brady? Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke? He beat Ohio State. That was the last person to beat Ohio State. At least that motherfucker beat Ohio State. Wasn't it Rich Rod? Was it? Whoever. Somebody beat Ohio State last. Last person. It wasn't Jim Harbaugh. He is 0-5. Against Ohio State in career. Just like Chad said, anybody can go in freaking Michigan and go eight and five, but it's about beating the team that you hate that you hate the most. You have not beat them in almost ten years. This Ohio State team. Ten years. So like they really, really, really need to think about some some type of change. And I don't think necessarily Harbaugh. I think it maybe needs he needs to uh lose some of his uh loyalty to his his surrounding parts. I mean, I, I, it has to be hardball, bro. What else is it then? Because at the end of the day, if you if because in all reality, this season wasn't really successful. Then, well, they have three losses now. You know what I'm saying? What's that? Eight and three. That's still pretty good. Well, so no, 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 no. They were nine and three. Yeah, 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 nine and three. So I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. Absolutely, that's pretty good. But like, just like Chad said, I mean, in all reality, I think you could go in there and go nine and three. It's, it's about beating Michigan, Ohio State. That's what it's about. You cannot beat Ohio State. I think some, some types of changes need to be thought, at least thought about being made. Because in all reality, like, 
I mean, what do you want to be average? Do you want to be, uh, or you want to be uh, average the rest of your life? You want to win a college football championship? I mean, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Not just about going to a bowl game every year. So the goal is about winning a national championship, and, and a championship is going to the college football playoff. And if you lose to your team and you can't win the Big Ten championship, which nine times out of ten it comes down to you playing Ohio, which happened last game. If Michigan would have won, they would have played Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship this, this next coming game. Correct? You know what I'm saying? So, like, nine times out of ten – that's who you have to beat to get into the big game to, to help your chances into the college football championship. So in all reality, like everything relies on you being Ohio State. And the fact that he can't do that sh- kind of shows that maybe he can't help you get to that next level. Yeah. So maybe there d- d- there does need to be some coaching changes for Jim Harbaugh. Maybe just the coaching sh- in general needs to be changed out. Miami playing the Dukesters. Plain old dookie dookie. What was the final score? 2017? 27 to 17, yep. Duke coming out with the victory. Miami, man, just absolutely struggling all season long, man. You know, having, what was it, last year or two years ago, having a quick start? <coughs> it was the ups and downs. And listen, I, as, as mad as I was after the FIU loss, as mad as I was yesterday after the Duke loss, which is that, that, game if you really want to get into it and, and you really want to break it down okay there was a lot of fluke stuff that happened first of all the weather was just crappy so i mean sometimes in, in crappy football situations crappy things happen we're already thin at offensive line and when you have literally between right before halftime and like the third quarter three of your offensive linemen go down one of them did happen to come back, but he's obviously dinged up a little bit, and people are playing in different positions. It does make it, – it, it makes a difference. Um, but then I started analyzing everything, right? So last year, football season ends, right? Everything's going on. We're wondering what's going to happen with Miami, whatever, la da, da, da. All of a sudden, you know, early – the early uh, signing period happens. People start going here and there. Mark Rick decides he's going to resign. So in a move, a hurry-up move, the upper brass for the Miami Hurricanes sign Manny Diaz, bring him, you know, persuade him to leave the whole Temple thing, la la la. Not against that move, uh, and I'm still not against that move, and here's why. In a short amount of time, because obviously coming up in a couple weeks after the, the first initial signing period, is what? Actual signing mm-hmm. period. Well, because you're behind the eight ball and you've had a couple decommits and you're trying to scurry everything, especially since Mark Rick left. You got the whole Jeff Thomas thing you're trying to focus on and bring back one of the, the top receivers in the country and, and, and different things like that. But on top of it, before you can even get onto the recruiting trail, what do you got to do as a head coach? You got to build your whole entire staff. Mm-hmm. So... He got rid of some guys, think, kept a couple guys, um, brought in Dan Enos, who, who I think is a good quarterback coach. Not so much on his, you know, I don't know how I really feel about him as, as an offensive coordinator. Um, you brought in Baker as a defensive coordinator, and, and, you know, more towards the middle of the year, towards the end of the year, you see Manny Diaz getting more involved in that defense. I think that coaching changes need to be made. I don't think it's necessarily Manny Diaz. 
you got to bring in a better defensive coordinator because there were certain times where like they blitzed when they shouldn't have. They were too they played too soft or whatever too uh, uh like they didn't they didn't apply pressure when they should apply pressure. They applied pressure when they shouldn't at times. Um the offense looked really good at times when the offensive line was actually blocking and doing what they were supposed to, and they started coming together towards the end of the year, but then obviously those injuries start happening. You got people getting dinged up. Um, this is a crappy game yesterday, but there needs to be some changes. I, I, I think if anything, you talk to Dan Enos, Steve feels he's down to stick around, but you let him know that, hey, I'm down for you to be co- offensive coordinator. I'm down for you to be quarterback coach, but I'm going to bring in a guy that's going to help us utilize our athletes and, and do more the fans and the fan base and just even with what we have down there. A lot of people have been calling for more of that spread offense. is is, is kind of going to the NFL now. It's starting to be like the, the new wave. And it's like, you know, we, we brought an Enos and was supposed to be like this new, uh, like I, I forgot what they called it, but like it was a, like it was supposed to be a spread slash West Coast offense. It wasn't really that. And I don't know if it was because they really didn't have the – full-time to implement it like they wanted to because there was a quarterback controversy. You can bring up excuses or say whatever it is, but I think they need to bring a hot young recruiter in or a hot young uh, coordinator in to kind of uh, design the offense to go with, with our athletes and, and kind of revamp and, and really buy into that quote-unquote the new Miami. We got two of the top running backs in the nation coming to our, our, our school next year. Um, probably losing DJ Dallas in the NFL draft. Um, Cam Harris went, went down yesterday. When we we got a plethora of running backs, somebody may even end up transferring out next year, with with who we got coming in. We got a bunch of receivers. You know, we're looking pretty good on the recruiting trail so far. We we flipped a couple of guys. People are still wanting to come, and, and they're trying to buy in. And even some of the the veterans are on the thing. Like, look, you can't expect change to happen overnight. You got a whole new style of coaching and everything else, and just certain things. Even Tate Martell has come out and said, "Look, I'm not transferring." I've had some personal issues I got to deal with. Who knows what that may be? Obviously, he's being kept behind closed doors, but apparently, he does like the coaching staff. He is making the transition to receiver, which probably would be his position in the NFL, anyways. So they got a lot of good things there. They definitely do need to do some some fine tuning in, in the uh, in the off season. I don't think they're in a situation quite as bad as the Harbaugh situation we were just talking about, where he may possibly begin getting the can. But it's like, where do you go from Harbaugh? You know, if that happens, you know, it's easier. It's easier for, for, in my opinion, for the Miami Hurricanes to replace a couple coordinators and even bring in some cast like uh, Brian McKinney, who who uh, has, has openly tweeted Manny Diaz. Look, I don't need to be uh, the offensive line coach. He's like, I just want to help. I want to be, you know, an assistant or whatever. Bring in a guy like this, get him on the payroll as a low-end assistant or something like that, and have him come in and teach these guys offensive line techniques. I mean, hell, he had like a 10, 15-year career in the NFL. He probably knows what he's doing. Teach these guys some of those, like you said, that, that veteran stuff that, that you can teach, the little techniques, the little moves, and, and, and help. I don't think your guys' footwork. defense is the problem. You guys need offense. The guys op- need explosive offensive at the top. You mean you, you have a young ass offensive line, just like you said. Well, you the had three, line two is- starting right, uh, right tackle and left tackle freshmen. Two freshmen. One was an actual freshman. I think one was a redshirt freshman. Still freshman, bro. Like you know, he didn't I, play much I, the I year think before was that. Only, that's I why think, he's a redshirt freshman. I think Scaife is is either a sophomore or junior. Then that's he's he's our oldest. And, in all reality, you don't have a reliable quarterback. I mean, Williams. I mean, Williams, right? He's okay. I mean, but you don't. You, I mean, you don't have a really okay, a good running back. Think about the running backs you guys had in the past years. Frank Gore, you got the the number three rushing, 
the best running back in NFL history. You had Frank Gore, you had Clint Porsche, you had Edgar James, you had a whole slew full of running backs who who were solid for Miami, receiver-wise. I mean, quarterback, you haven't probably had the best quarterback ever, but still, a stable quarterback to help the game management. You guys don't really have that game management quarterback right now. In all reality, that's what hurting you is your offense, man. You guys cannot score points. In all reality, I think the only game that you guys gave up a lot of points was the Virginia Tech game. That was 42 points. Well, it's not that we can't score points. is that part of it is, has been we haven't been able to protect the quarterback good enough. And, and when he's rushed, he's just not I mean, I, I agree with that because you guys didn't put up 62 points against Bethune-Cookman, but that's Bethune-Cookman. You guys should put up 62 points against them. You know what I'm saying? Like, But it just in a way, I just – I don't know, man. Like, I think it's your guys' offense that needs the more help. Your guys' defense yeah. is fine. I think it's – I think you're – in all reality, if you guys had a, an offense that well, could help – Well, the defense help, did give up some bad stuff. I, I I don't like that defensive coordinator. I think he does need to be Okay, replaced. well, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But in all reality, like like I said, your highest scoring points given up this season was 42 to Virginia Tech, who was ranked a lot this season. It's not like Virginia Tech was a scrub-ass team. Yeah. Even Florida, you only held it to 24 points, and that's the team who's been top 10 all season long. You know what I'm saying? So like it's just it's just in a way like you guys have to find a way to get the ball in the end zone. More. We got help coming though. We currently I, agree. Have, I think we currently have the 14th uh, ranked team in recruiting. So you know you, Manny Diaz is. I mean, let's just I'm just gonna chalk it up like this. This first year wasn't really Manny Diaz's first year as far as recruiting. Like he did what he had to do, but a lot of it came via transfer portal. And even uh, Asa Martin, who was one of the running backs who was gonna be here next year, he ended up transferring out. Again, so uh, it, it's it's you know we kind of had a patchwork, um, you know shout out to guys like KJ Osborne that came through the, via the the transfer portal. This year is going to be his first actual recruiting year, and like I said, I think there's going to be a, a few changes coaching wise. I don't think nothing real crazy, but uh, next year I, I definitely plan on us being a ranked team. Yeah, I, they, I agree. Best thing they can do right now is going to the whatever bowl game they get and and, and, and whoop somebody's butt. Yep. Greg Schiano is on. Yeah, Greg Schiano going back to Rutgers as the head coach. Coach Rutgers pretty much guaranteed their success from 2001 to 2011. Long career for him at Rutgers. Going back to become the head coach for the Rutgers University. You know, talk about a lot of guys in the NFL who give a lot of praise to Greg Schiano. Devin McCourty, Mohamed Sanu, a whole bunch of those Rutgers guys. Both both of the McCourty brothers. A lot of Rutgers guys coming from Rutgers in the NFL nowadays who are actually a lot of solid players. So, I mean... Greg Shiano going right back to his roots where everything started at. He's going to go back and become the head coach there. Yeah. You want to take a real quick commercial break? No? Yeah, fuck it. We only got 30 minutes left. NFL. A lot of NFL, man. We had uh, Terrell Pryor. He 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 was involved in the stabbing. He was stabbed, was in critical condition um, yesterday, but had surgery. Pulled through. Now his condition is turned to stable. And then Chargers got put on him. He was arrested for, I believe, assault. Wow. And uh, and the it was a female, a female stabbed him, and so she's going to be arrested for uh, aggravated battery and um, attempted murder. I think I believe I don't know if it's attempted murder or what it is, but yeah, man. So I don't exactly what happened. You know, I was kind of kind of hesitant to kind of like yo prayers up to Terrell Parker because you don't know what happened. I mean, that dude could have been running into someone's house to try to rob him. You know what I'm saying? And he got stabbed. So, like, you don't know exactly what can happen. I don't want to expect the worst for somebody. But, like, I mean, in a way, like, that girl was defending herself for some reason. We don't know the whole story. Maybe he's beating the shit out of her. Who knows? Yeah. So, so shout out to Terrell Pryor. Hopefully he get a quick recovery. I mean, that's all I got to say about that. And then going over to the Thursday night games, Chicago Bears beating the Detroit Lions. Yep. Uh, as well as they should, you know, without Matthew Stafford. 
Lions quarterback, I forgot who it was. He, third string guy coming in, did a pretty good job at managing the game. Pretty much people were like, well, he looks pretty good. Well, you don't have any tape on the dude. He better be pretty damn good. Teams yeah. can't really prepare for a guy who they've never seen play before. So, uh, and then the Cowboys. Cowboys absolutely getting manhandled by the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, then pretty much the, the talk comes after every time the Cowboys, get, Cowboys lose. Is it time for Jason Garrett to get the hell out of there? I mean, lately, though, to be real with you, and even throughout his career, a, a lot of the games, the, the tough games, the t- the games that you need to win to kind of make that statement, he's been falling up short, man. And it, it really is, is, is not helping his case at all. And, and you know... Jason Garrett, it, it reminds me a lot, a lot of the, the Marvin Lewis situation that just happened uh, last year with, with the Bengals. You know, they, they gave Marvin Lewis as much opportunity and everything as, Ten as, years. As, as he could, and he didn't get the job done. Um, I think with Garrett, uh, to be real with you, I think they've given him a lot of chances. And if you can't get over that hump, when you're talking about uh, uh, Dak Prescott, who you're probably going to have to pay thirty million a year, somewhere in that range. I mean, Dak threw for three fifty five, bro. I mean, he's you got you got Zeke, who, who's a, a big money man, and it's it's just almost like like Jason Garrett. Like I don't know if he gets drunk before the game or something, but it's like the teams that he should run against, he tries to throw against, and vice versa. It's like, you know, I, I don't know what's going on there. Like, it's almost like the blind leading the blind sometimes. But you line up against, you know, they line up against, the, uh, uh, you know, the Miami Dolphins. They're going to put 50 points up. But, man, you put them up against somebody like the Ravens or somebody like the, the, the Patriots or, you know, even the Saints or something like that, they're going to struggle. And, and, you know, that's those are the games that legit need to be – they need to be won. It's, it's, it's almost kind of like Harbaugh with the Ohio State, man. You know, they, they got to win. Going back to the Cowboys, Cowboys are winless against teams who have winning records this season. Winless. I'm saying you got Amari Cooper, you got Mike Gallup, uh, you got Randall Cobb. So you got a, you got three receivers that are more than adequate. Uh, the only place you're slacking on offense, in my opinion, might might be the tight end situation. You got uh, uh, oh Jason Garrett o- 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 over the hill, or Jason, Jason Witten. <laughs> um, that's really your only place to that you need to upgrade at. Um, you got a good offensive line. You got a good quarterback, good running back situation. I, I mean, you got to – The talent's there. The talent's there. It comes down to coaching, and I think you, you are going to see uh, – I, I think Jerry Jones respects Jason Garrett enough to not do it – During season. During the season, but I think at the end of the season, you may – you know, Jerry Jones has been a little boisterous uh, this season, and I think it's uh, Jason Garrett's time is coming to an end. Four games left this season, man. Four games left. Wow. Five counting today, but four games left, man. These, these seasons go by so damn fast. Uh, Saints locking up the NFC South, winning over the Atlanta Falcons 26-18. Saints locking up the – I think they're the first team to lock up the division. Getting that redemption from the other yeah, a couple weeks ago. Absolutely. So, um. Congratulations to, congratulations to the Saints. Absolutely, Drew Brees and the team, man. Teddy Bridgewater go, comes in for hurt Drew Brees for four straight weeks. Teddy Bridgewater goes undefeated as a starter for the Saints. Drew Brees comes back and just starts lighting everybody up. Drew Brees is playing seller right now. That whole team playing. Michael Thomas, man. 
absolutely have an amazing career. You're welcome, amazing Drew Brees. Season. We beat him up last week a little bit for you guys. <laughs> He's just absolutely having an amazing season for that team. Just, in my opinion, he is growing fast to that top five receiver spot, in my opinion, if not top three real quick, especially with Antonio Brown having his antics. I think his, his numbers has dropped so quick. Uh, Drew Locke making his first NFL start for the Broncos today. Drew Locke been on IR, second-round pick for the Broncos in this past season's draft. Uh, got put on IR, got hurt in preseason, came out, and he's going to make his first NFL career start today for the Denver Broncos. So, uh, who knows? Maybe that's the face of the franchise right there. Could be the next starting quarterback and we'll next see. I mean, face for the uh, Broncos. There were some expectations uh, coming into the season, so we'll see how it goes. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Go ahead and get into these week week 13 games. So I, I know you're looking on your phone, so you have, like, the Bucks up first. Because Bucks and Patriots first, yeah. The, 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 uh, but the Patriots are going to be last at the 8 o'clock game. It goes by your, your favorites. On ESPN, the regular situation, the first 1 o'clock game. Jets and Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> So, I knew you knew why I was laughing. So let's be honest. Who would you have picked between the Bears and the Lions? I would have picked the Bears because but, of Matt Stafford's situation. Between the Bears and the Lions, I probably would have picked the Bears too just because of the quarterback situation. What about Dallas? I would have picked Dallas. I would have picked Dallas over the Bills. Even though Josh Allen's starting to look like uh, quarterback. the real deal. Yeah. And then I would have picked the Saints. Yeah. First 1 o'clock game, the <laughs> game of the week right here. New York Jets at the 0-11 Cincinnati Bengals. Just three-point favorites. Craig Wilder, who you got? Jets, what, they got two wins now? Four. They got four wins. Four Holy and crap. seven. They're, they're actually all right. They're an all right team. I I, I think that uh, they got to get some stuff worked on the offseason, um, some situations like that, and continue to build on what they got. But I, I, I kind of like Sam Darnold. I'm going to go. I, don't mind him, yeah. I thought he was going to have a better season this year, but I think next year might be that year for him. I'm going with, with the Jets. Yeah, I'm going with the Jets as well. I just don't think the. Uh, I think this is a game that the Bengals definitely could win because obviously the Jets are kind of. Eh. But uh, right now, I think the Jets are kind of feeling themselves a little bit towards the end of the season. They're kind of not catching fire, but mainly catching a rhythm. And I think that's what's going to set them apart from the Bengals today. I think the Bengals have yet to kind of catch a rhythm. So I think that's what's the difference between the two teams. The Jets are kind of already on the rhythm, and the Bengals have yet to catch one. So I'm going with the Jets as well. Next 1 o'clock game, the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Craig Wiley, who you got? This is a tough one, man, because Indy's kind of had, had like a, a, a rocky season as of late. You know, they're yeah. dealing with the Marlon Mack injury. Their, their receivers have, Hilton's ha, hurt. Ha, have been dinged up. Um Tennessee's been good, man. Tannehill's been looking like the truth over there. Um, you said Tennessee was the favorite or the Colts were the favorite? Tennessee is a three-point favorite. Man, I... I'm sorry. This is a even. They're dead even. They're dead even. Um, I, it's tough. I think I'm going to go with the, with Titans. I'm going to go with the Colts All just because right. they're at home. I'm going to go with Tennessee because I like I like, I like where Ryan Tannehill's at. Derrick Henry's had uh, an exceptional season so far this season. Um, I, I'm going to go with the, the, the Titans mainly for, for the fact that, you know, there's no Marlon Mack, there's no T.Y. Hilton, there's no Eric Ebron, 
Uh, literally, they've lost a lot so far this season. They have just been battling injuries left and right all season long. I feel like if the Indianapolis Colts were healthy, I think they could have had a chance to absolutely win this division. You know, we talked about this, I know, and Zach's not here to have the whole spreadsheet, but I believe that we all predicted the Colts or the Colts to have about nine wins, and they're right on track to have about nine wins this season, especially if they can keep the pace that they're going right now as is. So, Again, shout out to the Colts, but I'm going to go with the Titans just because I know the injury factor when it comes to the Colts uh, for today. So I'm going with Tennessee. Next 1 o'clock game, we will do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tampa Bay Bucks are a three-point favorite. Craig Wiley, who you got? Man. <laughs> oh, buddy, oh, buddy, oh, buddy. Two, four, and seven teams. I'm going TB, bro. I'm going to Bucks, man. I I'm sorry. The, the, your guys' receiving core is absolutely unmatched. I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. If Jameis can and not make dumb throws, and if your receivers can run the routes they're supposed to and stop getting Jameis in these tight situations, I really think you guys can be special offensively. You guys' defense are there. You guys just get a running game, and Ronald Jones is absolutely and has done, in my opinion has had a huge jump up from last season, you know. So I think that uh, you guys have – if you guys can improve that off at the line a little bit in this coming draft and uh, work on uh, maybe getting some protection for Jameis, I think the Bucks could be a really good team in all reality. I think you guys are just an offensive line away and uh, maybe a couple defensive players from being the playoff team. I really do think that, man. I think you guys have had some shitty luck this season when it comes to keeping Jameis protected. And when Jameis is rushed, just like Tom Brady, when Tom Brady has pressure in his face, he makes dumb passes. True or false, Craig Wiley? True. So if it's the same thing with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston I, is, is more comfortable when he has time to throw the ball. I'm I just, just saying. feel like it's going to be one of those games for us, though. I mean, even though we have been very good on the road this year. You're in, you're in Florida, too. Pretty much a home game, damn near. <laughs> For some reason, I feel like the Jaguars are going to pull this one out. Um, but it won't be on the back of Leonard Fournette. Nick Foles. It, it'll be. It'll have to be a Nick Foles game. And, and that, see, that's that's just what scares me because they got oh oh baby DJ Chark and DJ Chark. Yeah, and DD Westbrook's been balling pretty good, man. Um, it's it's that secondary scares me. But Jamel Dean and a couple players have been stepping up. You know, I'm going to go with the Bucks. People can say what they want about Jameis Winston. The motherfucker is, you know, the motherfucker's top three in passing yards this season. I wouldn't doubt it. He's third. He's probably top three in turnovers too, but that's the size of the point. But still, he's got twenty-two touchdowns and twenty that's interceptions. That's the bad part. He's that... got twenty interceptions. Or hold on, there's like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. The good he's part, the he's top three. Yeah. The 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 bad part is. I don't know, but the ugly part is, is well. The bad part is he's got twenty interceptions. The bad part, the ugly is he's leading the leagues in turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, man, he's still got thirty three hundred passing yards. That's absolutely amazing, man. You, say what you want about the dude, but he is a fucking gunslinger. He's a gunslinger. That's why he throws so many interceptions because he's a gunslinger. He throws the hell out of the ball, man. And say what, like I said, they have an amazing receiving core. Give the kid a chance. I'm just saying. Who you picking? I'm going with the Bucks. My boy, I persuaded him. I persuaded them. TB around the table, baby. Next 1 o'clock game, the Green Bay Packers at the New York Giants. Packers, six-and-a-half point favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? I mean, I, I want to pick Green Bay in this one, but, man, like, their defense has been uh, kind of sus, kind of suspect lately. And, and, you know, the Giants have just been on a, a huge losing streak 
I mean, they had wins against us and the, and the Redskins back to back, but have been all losses. Yeah, since then. But but needless to say, I mean, some of these games they've lost. I mean, they, they did lose to the Jets. They put up some points against the Lions, but lost. They lost the car. I mean, they're going to lose to the Packers. <laughs> yeah, I got Green Bay as well. I think Aaron Jones is going to be the, uh, the 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 separate between these two. Did did we pick the Philly Miami game yet? No, okay. not yet. Uh, that's going to be the next game. Uh, I yeah, I go with the Green Bay though. I think Green Bay has a huge advantage. I think they're going to be coming off a vengeful loss after losing last week. So uh, yeah, I got Green Bay. Uh, next one o'clock game: the Philadelphia Eagles at the Miami Dolphins. Eagles ten point favorite against the struggling Dolphins team. Craig Wilder, who you got? Philly, Philly. Yeah, I'm going with Philadelphia as well. I think Philly is a. Uh... Actually, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Before I make this pick, okay, I was just making sure that Carson Wentz is playing today. He is playing today. Okay, just making sure. So yeah, I got Philly because if Carson Wentz was playing, I definitely picked Miami Dolphins just for the fun of it. Yeah, I got Philly. Next one o'clock game: the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Garrett no, Bowl, the Miles Bowl. No Miles Garrett, of course, but Mason Rudolph coming back to play the Cleveland Browns in Pittsburgh. Craig Waller, who you got? Man, uh, th- this one I think is going to have a little intensity because of the the whole situation that went down. Might be a little edgy. I think that the uh, the refs are going to be definitely paying attention. To everything? To everything. Any and everything? Any and everything in this game. This might this might actually be one of the, the most penalized games of the week. Um, where is it? it's, it's, it's at Pittsburgh? It's at Pittsburgh. Mm. It's just Mason Rudolph. It just scares me, and freaking Juju hasn't really lived up to his his expectations. Mason Rudolph will not be starting this game. Mason Rudolph won't be starting. Will not be starting. So they're on the backup of the backup. And Connor's still banged up. So is Benny Snell. I'm gonna go with the Browns on this one. Yeah, I want to go with Cleveland as well, man. I think Cleveland has the healthier offense. And when it comes to offense, I think the defense for Steelers have are still good. But right now, when it comes to to offensive play. I think the uh, Browns have their have their number right now. While man. we're on this game, real quick, um, what are your honest opinion about Roethlisberger? Do you think he's done? Do you think he hangs it up? You think he comes back next year? He's coming back for okay. sure. He don't. I don't want, he, he don't want to end it like this. Nah, I don't, he definitely doesn't want to end it like this. I think he wants to try to end it like on a, on somewhat of a good season. All right. Which I think they can. I think when when Ben comes back, I think they're going to get a little bit more umph in their step and. Hopefully they can just keep James Conner healthy because that's another person who's kind of been unhealthy for them all season. It's kind of hurt their season. They haven't had a really stable running game when it comes to Samuels and, and Snell. So, yeah, James Conner, I think he needs to stay healthy as well. Uh, next 1 o'clock game. I'm surprised it's a 1 o'clock. I'm sorry. Never mind. I'm going to skip this one. Uh, go to that one next. Next 1 o'clock game, the Washington Redskins at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are 11-point favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? I mean, Panthers have been another team that have been up and down. This season, but the Washington Redskins haven't really done much. And you know what? I I honestly think that Cam Newton might be done in Carolina because they're they're you know that quarterback has stepped up in his absence and, and done really well. I'm gonna go with Carolina in this one, and uh, I, I think that they're gonna like beat the crap out of Washington. I'm going with Carolina too. I think Kirsten McCaffrey and company is just gonna be a little bit too much for this Redskins defense. Um, 
I'm I'm not sold on Dwayne Haskins yet. I think I think Dwayne Haskins has the same problem as Dwayne James Winston. I think he doesn't have an offensive line that he can really trust right now. I think that's why he's kind of getting beat up back there, to be honest with you. So I'm gonna go with the uh, definitely go with the uh, Carolina Panthers strictly because mainly they're at home as well. I'm surprised it's the one o'clock game. To be honest with you, I figured this would be a four o'clock game and be the game of the week on Fox, but the San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Baltimore Ravens to face off the mighty Lamar Jackson Ravens. Ravens are a five and a half point favorite against one of the best teams, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Ravens have already taken down the number one defense. Can they take down the number two defense when it comes to San Francisco 49ers? Craig Wiley, who you got? So one thing we've talked about on this show over the over the, the few years we've been doing it is the obvious when east coast teams have to make that trip to the west coast they don't do as well and vice versa those west coast teams sometimes come on this east coast and don't do as well um i love jimmy garoppolo i love what they're doing in san fran i think they have potential to maybe win but man that baltimore ravens team is just playing on a different level right now and i i think they're the team to beat right now in the afc um i'm gonna have to I'm about to ride with Lamar Jackson in the in the Baltimore Ravens on this one. I'm going go with the 49ers. Okay. I'm going to go with the 49ers. I like uh, the, thing with, the thing with the Patriots and 49ers is I think the 49ers offense is a little bit more explosive when it comes to a better stable running game. You got you got Tevin Coleman. You got Matt Burrito back there. Um, not to mention the receiving core has kind of been pretty decent for the defense for the oh, 49ers. Debo. So, like, I, I really think, you know, uh, the 49ers offense has the better chance of keeping up with the Ravens. And in all reality, I think the Ravens' pass rush is better than the Patriots. So, I think that's what's going to be the difference is getting to Lamar Jackson, containing the edge, making him work up the middle, have a quarterback spy, a middle linebacker spying him the entire time, making sure he doesn't get past that first down marker, which is easier said than done. But I do think the San Francisco 49ers are going to have a better success than the Patriots did because the Patriots don't have that much of a pass rush like the 49ers do. 49ers have the best pass rush in the league right now, hands down. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Joey Bosa, Solomon Thomas, all those guys coming off the edge for them. Or, I'm sorry, Nick Bosa, I'm sorry. So, literally, I think San Francisco is going to be the difference when it comes to the defense and the pass rush. So, I got San Francisco on the road today. And I agree with you when it comes to going across the field and all that other fun stuff. But, I don't know, man. I just This defense is just absolutely stellar. And I think that they have a chance... They can watch the Patriots film, kind of put that two and two together, and hopefully some come up with some type of game plan for Lamar Jackson. Easier said than done, though. Easier said than done. I'm looking forward to the game very well, though. I'm looking forward to the outcome. First 4 o'clock game, the struggling Los Angeles Rams against the Arizona Cardinals. Rams three-point favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? Man, this is a tough one because both teams obviously haven't had the best season. Arizona, obviously, because rookie quarterback, new coaching staff, you know they got to get some players in there, and, and Arizona's been uh, on a little bit of a of a rebuild. Um, start off the game or start off the season with with a few losses, went on a couple game win streak, have followed that up with with four losses. I think they're about due for a win, and as desperate as the Rams need a win, um, they should probably take this. If I had money on it in Vegas, I would probably take the Rams, but you know what? I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals on this one. Yeah, I like the Arizona Cardinals as well, man. I really do. I think that the uh, the Cardinals at home, I think that they showed that they can actually win, uh, put some points on the board. They did it against the 49ers twice, one of the better defenses in the league. 
But uh, this is a struggling Rams defense who hasn't really a struggling Rams offense as well who hasn't really been panning out after the season that they had last year. Had kind of had a Cinderella season story going to the Super Bowl and losing the Patriots. But I got Arizona. I think I like Arizona at and, home today. And and in their wins, right? Twenty four points they put up. Thirty four points. Twenty seven. Um, they lost against the Saints. They only put up nine. But then they lost the 40. They put up 25 points against the 49ers, who you were just talking about has one of the better defenses in the league. Against the Buccaneers, they put up 27 points. And against the 49ers again, they put up 26. So you're talking about in the last three weeks, they're putting up close to 30 points a game. The Rams, I think, have their their work cut out for them, and I, I think you're going to see the Rams get beat today. I agree. Uh, next four o'clock game, the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Denver, take on Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos. Chargers three and a half point favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? Man, this one's hard because at, it at, is hard. at the end of the day, both teams have been playing like trash. Um. Literally, the Chargers are one game better than the Broncos right now, and and you know that you you get three points on the spread just for being the home team, so it's almost like an even game right here. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to go with the veteran Philip Rivers, just because the fact that uh, you know Drew Locke, we don't know he's just coming off of uh, you know being injured and. All that stuff hasn't really had, you know, all that season and stuff. And I, I think that the Chargers are a slightly better team than an obviously rebuilding Denver Broncos. I'm on with the Denver. Okay. And I thought, and I'm showing them this strictly because of what I talked about with the with the with the Lions quarterback. They don't have any film on Drew Lock besides in a, a college tape. And you know, you don't really know what he's going to do when it comes to the whole. Playing for the NFL, what he's going to do NFL-wise. So I think the not having enough tape on a quarterback who's unknown in this league is going to be uh, uh, a huge advantage for the Broncos. So I'm going Denver, especially Denver at home in at my high stadium. All right. Uh, next, last 4 o'clock game, the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. Versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are 11-point favorite. Craig Wiley, who you got? Not the Raiders. <laughs> KC around the table. Kansas City, obviously, you know. Pat Mahomes' company. Pat Mahomes still having a good season, seven to four. You know Rolling they had a little. They had a little injury with Mahomes. He had to sit out a couple couple games. They lost a couple games, but hey, nonetheless, Mahomes still coming back and trying to get this team to the playoffs, which they sure will do that. Uh, eight o'clock game, game of the fucking week, baby. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, eight o'clock game, eight twenty. The New England Patriots traveling to the Houston Texans. Patriots are a three point favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? Fun mm. fact, Bill O'Brien winless against the Patriots in his career. Which means <laughs> there's a chance. Uh, this this game is pretty even to me. Even though the, the Patriots are 10-1, are um, they're 5-1 they're away, so that their one loss did come on the road, obviously, a couple weeks ago against the Ravens. A similar style quarterback, uh, a mobile quarterback, um, I, I do think that Lamar Jackson is, is a little bit better of the two. But I also think that Deshaun Watson has a little bit better weapons around him receiving-wise. So he, he can beat you through the air a little bit better than I think uh, Lamar can. 
This is a tough one. Um, you know, it, it, it's hard to pick against Tom Brady. Um, I think they're going to win this game, but if there's going to be a game that they th- this could be uh, a one they lose for sure, one, one of the ones they lose. So you're going to New England. I'm going to go New England. Just want to let you know, you did pick Baltimore. Baltimore did win when they played Patriots. Just want to let you know that. I know. So don't be scared to pick Houston. I'm not, but I, I didn't have that same. Fi- I don't. I, I don't have that. You same had that fi- feeling. Nah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to New England. Obviously, uh, I always pick the Patriots. Never, never be a day wild. Well, the well, only reason why is because Houston has been dinged up a little bit with mm-hmm. some players offensively. Will Fuller's been in and out mm-hmm. throughout the season. Uh, running back wise, you know Duke Johnson. All the whole running back situation. The whole been running back up situation been, been been kind of dinged up, and because of that is, is why I, I would go with New England because I feel like they're healthier. They're, you know their linemen are getting uh, healthier. They got the uh, Isaiah Wynn back. Um, they're they're going to get that more more chemistry and different things like that going and, and that that you know gel. So I I feel like. New England has to win this game too to kind of set themselves up going into the playoffs. Especially if they, especially if they, uh, especially if Baltimore loses, man, this is definitely another game for you to kind of get that two-game advantage on Baltimore. You know, you kind of need that. I'll tell you, Ravens fans are going for the Texans, but I mean, oh, absolutely. Let's let's be real here. You know, your, your your schedule is not easy. You got the Texans this week. Oh yeah, we got a second half. Of our schedule is hard, bro. And you got the Chiefs. Yeah. Play the Bills again. You play the Bengals, then the Bills and the Dolphins. Yeah. So Bengals and the Bills. Eh, so three out. Of, so three out of these five games are tough. Are, are tough yeah. games. Absolutely. So. Not to mention we just got done playing the Ravens, and we played the Cowboys. So I mean, mm-hmm. <sighs> but uh, last game of the night or Monday night game, Minnesota Vikings traveling to the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks three point favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? Man, this one's tough because this Vikings team started off on fire. They were they were doing their thing. Um, and then kind of uh, have, have fizzled out a little bit. Adam Thielen going down for a few weeks has hurt them. A- a- Adam Thielen being down has, has definitely hurt them. Um, you know, both both teams are right there, though. You know, Vikings only losing three three games. And let's be real. The this, this Seattle isn't quite the Seattle it, it, going into play there like it was a, a few years ago. This is a winnable game for the Vikings, but they're going to have to ride the wheels off Dalvin Cook if they're going to win that. Um, with Thielen being out, they may, they may have to to uh, make that happen. But, man, Seattle Seahawks, you got, uh, you got a quarterback over there. Maybe you heard of him, old Russell Wilson. MVP-type season. MVP-type season. He's in the talks for the MVP um, the only way that, that that's going to happen is you're going to have to have a MVP performance from Kirk Cousins. You have to have MVP performance from Dalvin Cook. The, the Seattle Seahawks team is playing lights out. Almost lost to the Bucks a couple weeks ago, but I, I don't think it's going to be that close of a game with the Vikings. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Seattle on this one. Yeah, I'm going with Seattle at home all, all the way. Uh, Adam Thielen's supposed to be coming back, but who knows, man? He's been battling injury all season long. But uh, I like Seattle at home strictly because of that 12th man and, you know, DK Metcalf, Josh Gordon, Tyler Lockett, all those guys over there, Seattle, uh, Rashad Penny, Chris Coll- uh, Carson, both those, that's kind of like a little dual threat running back thing situation they got going on over there. The defense is kind of stepping up as well. So I'm going with Seattle at home just strictly because of the fact they're at home. And, and Minnesota, you know, just like Craig Wiley said, if they want to win, I think they're going to have to put it on Dalvin Cook's back. 
and then really have him uh, set the tone for them and try to get in the end zone and score a couple touch rushing touchdowns because you know they're going to throw the ball. You know Seattle or sure. Minnesota is going to try to throw the ball, especially with Thielen's coming back. But yeah, man, that's uh that is week thirteen, and that will conclude no boundary sports talk. So uh, until next week, pretty damn good show. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed it. We had some pretty good topics, pretty good discussions, and uh, but yeah, that's it. We will see y'all next week. From my man Craig Barley Jr., I'm Derek Futures. Peace, love, and journey. I'll see y'all next week. Peace.